when we as an industry can park our ego at the front door and just come in as great human beings, it's incredible the amount of collaboration you can get. It's incredible the amount of positivity you can get, the amount of innovation, the amount of teamwork. So for me, what really worked with the Elite Retreat was the fact that 160 people came along with the right attitude. They left their ego at the front door, and that made it an incredibly inspiring two days. You're listening to Elevate, the official podcast of Elite Agent for real estate industry sales professionals, property managers, and leaders. With thanks to our partner Connect Now, Elevate brings you the best tools, thinking, and strategies to elevate your results. To get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast, visit joineliteagent.com. And for more information about how Connect Now can make moving easier on your clients, visit connectnow.com.au. Here is your host, Samantha McLean. Hey, hey, it's Sam here. So we know that the market is changing and now's the time for the industry to really consider the conversations they're having with their team and their clients. And these were some of the key themes we touched on at the recent Elite Retreat. And today I'm joined by two of our expert guests from the retreat, Matt LaHood from the agency and Steve Carroll from Digital Live. So welcome to the show, guys. Good to be here. Thanks, Sam. Great. Thank you for having us on. Well, it's it's great to see you both um, again, and it's great to have you together on the podcast. I feel like this podcast hasn't seen this much knowledge in the one room in a a long time. Um, And both of you are very well known to our listeners, having been on the podcast before. You're both regular contributors to the magazine and the website, so uh, amazing to have you both here. Let's kick off with some um, insights from the weekend while it's still fresh in everyone's minds. We brought together some of the really big thinkers in the industry, including yourselves and some incredible industry leaders. I'll start with you, Steve, because you were the MC and of the event. And can I just say you did such a wonderful job um, of being MC, and I would definitely put your fees up next year if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone listening, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll agree on that too, Sam. I've seen a lot of, I've been to a lot of conferences and seen a lot of MC. Steve just made that work like a Swiss watch. Smash it out of the park. Um, so, Steve, what were some of the highlights of the event for you? Well, the big one, Sam, for me was actually around something that was missing from the retreat. And what was missing was ego. And it's quite incredible. And Dr. Fox actually pointed this out. And he said on stage on day two, I've never seen an audience that has so little ego. And I think the key thing for me, Matt, was when we as an industry can park our ego at the front door and just come in as great human beings, it's incredible the amount of collaboration you can get. It's incredible the amount of positivity you can get, the amount of innovation, the amount of teamwork. So for me, you know, there was so many takeouts, but for me, what really worked with the Elite Retreat was the fact that 160 people came along with the right attitude, they left their ego at the front door, and that made it an incredibly inspiring two days. Yeah, and for for Matt, um, what were some of the highlights for you? Well, Sam, all the speakers, uh, the content and how the event was run, um, having been to like just about virtually training for 30 years of my entire career. Um, I've done something every year. I've always made it my mission. Um, that's something I've already, you know, locked in for the next one. Um, I, I Look, Steve raised a very good point, leaving ego at the door, but I, I was just um, really, it was really cool to see 
everyone being transparent about what's happening and not trying to, you know, make themselves any better or bigger than anyone else. And that was good. I think just shows you some of the the caliber of people that were in the room. Dr. Fox, incredible. Maz Farrelly, unbelievable. Um, I took pages of notes on Maz and, and, and Jason, as I did for most of the speakers, but um, yeah, number of highlights there for me. I mean, just picking up on that, Matt, if you think about the session that Scott ran, um, where we were an, we were addressing a real live yeah. challenge that most real estate leaders are, are confronted with right now. You know, and, and obviously what Scott was doing is he was feeding off the audience. He was getting ideas and suggestions. And right. you, you'd got all of these really smart people who were contributing with purpose they weren't contributing because they liked the sound of their own voice they were contributing because it added value and i think that's what made scott's session a real meaningful two or three hours that's right and scott the the content of uh, well, i think was very real for a time like now where the market is what was being discussed and how he adjudicated that and uh, was very succinct and, and sharp and people gave some really good insights. So I think there was a lot of learning in that in in Scott's session as well. I think it's it's interesting because you know like let's let's unpack the basic problem for people that that weren't there just to give it a bit of context. So um standard real estate office like your average real estate office has a couple of decisions one is that you know at the moment sales and property management are are, are in a bit of a tug of war. And it seems like the leader can't separate the two of them. She's just had an offer from um, from somebody else to buy the business at less than what she feels it's worth. So she has a choice here. Does she stick it out and continue on? Or does she, um, you know you know, take the money and run, I guess. <laughs> that's that's the other alternative. Sorry, same with purchaser two as a, a well cashed up purchaser, correct? Yeah, I think we I think we even gave the 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 name Wall Street to the end of it because you know I think I think the, the character's name was Elo- Eloise Wall Street um, because you know like we yeah ca- cashed up cashed up buyer who could you could have to you might have to compete with that person if you were to stay but then you would have to turn some levers to make sure that um, you know that, that the business was viable and I, I thought it was really interesting because you know like we all make different decisions as leaders um, and by hook or by crook you've got to stick with them but you know there were all sorts of decisions from well you know Kate the leader's got to go <laughs> um, to you know this needs to be revolutionized um, clearly you know some of the environment people were working in wasn't great I mean you know like what were some of the ideas that came out for you like what are some of the real challenges that people were talking about during that time I thought look there was definitely a sense of where we are in the current market everyone was wanting to talk about that My, I did the session on um, how to managing teams in a, in a changing market and um, I got a lot of questions after as well which was great and I was happy to share um you know, luckily or, or unluckily for me, I've been in the mark, those markets before. So it's a bit like riding a bike um, from where I was at, but it was really good for me because, you know, I learned a lot of things off everyone too that are doing new things there that I hadn't thought of. And we just shared ideas and we're very open and transparent. Thing is, this is where Steve nailed it. The, you know, everyone left their egos at the door. I actually think though, looking at the group, that was there and you know you often find you know sam when you put something on or i've noticed it with often people before you seem to attract those people that are just very transparent and 
you know, not so necessary the 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 ego side of the of the industry. So I, I'm finding that with when you do things from the past events I've been to. So maybe that's just this is the elite of the elite coming together and understanding that you know one plus one equals eleven, um, rather than just having two people in a room and not sharing anything and wasting two days. And you know, I think that's the way I look at it and how what I learned took away. Yeah, I mean, just uh, just on that, Matt, I, I, and whether or not this is a post-COVID thing where we've just got more respectful for each other, but when I was listening to all the different opinions when Scott was run, running that session on, do you, do you fire that person or do you coach that person? And, and people had different views, but what was really intriguing was everybody listened. Nobody shouted out, shouted over other people. Everybody listened, considered, and then came back with a response. And, you know, I just I just sat there looking at all of these leaders bringing their A game of advice to the audience. And I thought to myself, bloody hell, you know, if you were paying a consultancy fee, this, w- this would run into tens of thousands of, of, <laughs> yeah. of, of dollars. That's but true. But I think when when you've got an audience that listens to each other, that respects each other, that takes on board different people's opinions, uh, we've already talked about parking your ego. It just creates a really great atmosphere. And look, Sam's got a Sam and Mark got a big challenge for Bali because the benchmark uh, has been set. And, uh, you know, you're going to have to work incredibly hard to uh, reach the same benchmark, let alone go better. I'm on. I'm on Steve's side on that one, Sam. <laughs> You're going to have to dig very deep. <laughs> but I, I think now the the bar's been set. It, it's great because you can. I think it can only get better. But I'm just reflecting on Dr. Fox um, and the way what 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 I was taken about back about was his mannerism and the way he delivered things. I, I think that's a good lesson. Um, for all leaders, often often you have to speak publicly and, you know, you can get in this monotone, dree sort of way. He just made it so – you, you hung on every word he was saying. Yeah. And he had the the volume he increased and obviously his word, that that's his skill and the way he delivered, made things – every word was had a meaning and was funny. He didn't waste any words. And then, Maz, I was looking at my pages and notes last Friday as I reviewed the whole conference. <laughs> um, Maz's notes around the dialogue that we all use. And it was just so embarrassing for me because there was a list she put up, I reckon 11 out of the 12 or whatever they were. I, I use those cliched sort of comments and that was a real wake up call. And I brought my management team in and shared the notes and said, just be careful around your dialogue because people can tune out if you keep saying the same words. And um, it was just incredible. It was like she was living in my brain, you know. <laughs> so she's obviously very, you know, exceptional at, you know, the, what, what her background's been doing. And I can't begin to think how you could do those shows that she does. And, yeah. But just about creating profile and how she keeps the name out there, what one word can drive the whole, the whole show. Incredible. For me, uh, the thing that Maz said, which I thought hit the nail on the head, was, you know, it's it's not my job to be interested in you, Matt, or yes. interested in your yes. business. That's not my job. It's your job to be interesting. And um, you know, I think it's quite timely that um, you know the major the major portals are all talking about record number of people looking at property on on real estate portals over the last twelve months. Now, what that means, Matt, is there's more. 
uh, buyers and sellers and landlords looking at agent profiles that are on uh, the portals. And if there's ever a time to be interesting with your profile, it's now. Yeah, you spoke about that, Steve, and, and the advice you gave out too. I mean, I've got the old photo on there and, you know, I had a look at some of my other colleagues and they're saying they've got two kids on there and they've got three now and they've forgotten they haven't updated. I know what you're saying. It can be very yesterday's fish and chips quickly. Yeah. yeah. Very important. Well, Steve, I remember, you know, like you always say when you're in a good MCs, don't read bios. They um, they talk about why you should listen to the guests and I think you're amazing at doing that. But you did read Maz's bio, which I think starts with, you know, Maz has been to more, you know, been up and down more red carpets than a Dyson vacuum and to more Hollywood parties than Kim Kardashian spanks. And I mean, it's not the average bio, but it does make you sit up and go, oh, this is interesting. This, you know, like, and makes you read on. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it actually, it, actually, it was Daniel Spencer who who called me before uh, Elite Retreats and said, "Look, Steve, just read this article. Maybe, maybe when you introduce your Dr. Fox and your Nigel Daltons, rather than reading a bio, actually talk about why they have been invited." And uh, and so uh, that's the that that's the route that um, that's that's the route that I took, and. Um, one of the things that Maz said was, you know, if you want to hold people's attention, um, one of the ways of doing it is making them laugh. You know, laughter just cuts through it. It grabs people's attention. And when you when you read Maz's 40 word bio and it was only 40 words, when I was reading it, I could sense that every single person in the audience was was latching on to every single word. And that's just the power of of language. And the other thing, I think the way you designed um, the retreat, like the fireside chat with Nigel, rather than him standing with a microphone, uh, Dr. Fox walking around, Maz with her video content, like it wasn't just someone behind a lectern. Uh, it was very interactive. And then Scott walking around the whole room. So these are speakers. We've got to remember these are um, – in a small crowd, or you like what a crowd, or call it small. I think it was a big group, but that that it's, it's very. I call it an intimate crowd. It was very engaging um, to see that, and and how Doctor Fox. Um, I observed these things very clear, like very carefully myself. Doctor Fox sat there with with uh, Nigel, and they into you know how you, how you did that setup with the lounge, and I just thought it was very casual. Everyone, it made the crowd relaxed and want to listen rather than being spoken to. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that was great about that interview between Nigel and Jason, <clears throat> Nigel made the comment that there's this generation of, of people coming into the real estate ecosystem that have grown up with, um, you, you know, your Instagram reels with, with, with TikTok and, and what TikTok and Instagram reels um have done to this generation is they've made it um they've, they've made it so important to get your message over in seven seconds and uh, when you think about that as this generation map become your customers yeah. if you want to keep their attention you cannot have videos on your profiles or videos on properties that go for three or four minutes far too long and and that was one of the great topics that we got from nigel and uh, and, and dr fox 
And I think even Nigel shared about his 20-year-old or 22-year-old that was looking at a rental property and just how they now will search for rentals versus somebody that you know might be a little bit older, just the whole ways the industry's changing. I thought, Maz, with those two comparisons with the, the videos on one that you're just sitting looking at going, oh, Jesus, this is an ad. I think it was an advertisement, the two ads, and the other one where it was a bit out there, but that's about positioning. So obviously, you know, real estate is about positioning, about positioning our clients' properties in their best light and the agents positioning their brand, as you're saying, Steve, with what you're doing on the profiles, that it's all about positioning. And she, the content I took out of that positioning um, and keeping people interested, which is obviously what she does. You have to do that if you, you've got shows like Big Brother and what she what she's been involved in to get the audience, you got to make it sort of a, you know, something to have a, have a stamp there where people can, can look at it and I guess be attracted to it, you know? Yeah. Madam, I'm interested in your view. One, one of the things that Dr. Fox talked about, and I told the story of, of, of Tracy fellows when she joined REA from Microsoft, but I'll, I'll, I'll just pose the question and then I'll probably for context, give the Tracy story. So Dr. Fox was talking about how often businesses uh, measure the wrong things. And sometimes we think we're actually going forward, but actually um, the things that we're measuring are probably giving us a false interpretation of what's happening. You remember that, Matt? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, maybe I, I, we haven't spoken about that, but from a real, real estate perspective, do real estate leaders uh, fall into that trap of measuring things, thinking that everything is great, but actually they're measuring the wrong things. Oh, absolutely. I've been guilty of it, Steve, too. Like um, there seems to be in the industry in the last five years, a big push on GCI, right? So gross commission income. Um, I've said it internally here, guys, I don't really want to be focused on GCI. I want to be focused on what you're all taking home at the end of 12 months rather than what you're grossing. Um, because it's a falsified number and the business too, our business is focused on an EBITDA level rather than a gross commission income. So, you know, I say to the agents, it's all right writing a million dollars, but if you've got 800 and overheads, um, you know, you've got all these staff and buyers agents and all this sort of thing. So, um, we, we're talking about a net number now with our, with our teams, especially the, the, the agents that have got more than one or two people on their team. So it's about what you're going to take home. I, I, so I've, that was a wake up call as well. Well, doctors, other areas in, in our business too, that I, I have picked up too, just in property management. I, I picked up a lot of things there um, around different matrixes and, you know, new business versus versus um your 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 rental returns and what the rent how your rent rolls are valued. It's not. I don't think it's just should be on multiples anymore. I think EBITDA is going to play a big place in in rent roll valuations going forward because that's really what it is. A multiple. When I say what's a multiple of real estate on a rent roll, nobody can actually tell me how a multiple was ever designed. Somebody struck a number and said three times, four times, two times. I think if we start looking at EBITDA. That'll sort the, uh, the 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 chaff out from the from the forest. Whatever, what's the saying? The wheat from the chaff. <laughs> yeah, the fire, exactly. Um, you know that that that'll sort that'll sort it out. The EBITDA. So I think there's some definite things I picked up there. Um, and and what you said about with Tracy coming in was 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 a real eye opener. Yeah, I mean, just just for the benefit of the audience, Sam. So Tracy joined REA from Microsoft. 
And she asked me how we were going as, as a business. And I said, well, you know, revenues 25% up year on year, Tracy. And she looked at me and she said, and do our customers love us 25% more than they did last year? And of course, I didn't know the answer to that, but the point that Tracy was making, and this is what Dr. Fox was talking about, just because you're 25% up on revenue year on year, that may not be a true reflection of the progress that your company's making. Because if if your clients or your customers love you 25% less year on year, uh, Matt, you're actually going backwards. Yep. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that brilliant? That's an eye opener. If you've ever seen one, I think, yeah, look, there's so many different things that, that come out, but I think we have been guilty and, and a lot of it's awards nights and people are, you know, we started changing GCI and we've started bringing in number of sales because you've got agents in regions. I mean, GCI could be three sales at 10 million for the, the salubrious uh, suburbs and then you're number one in GCI for that month or whatever, or someone else has gone and done 50 sales, you know, in, in a quarter or something, which I think is phenomenal to be able to do that volume, yet they didn't hit the GCI number. So there's so many different things we've got to look at. And I think we have been guilty. All of us are getting stuck in the wrong metrics. I think that's that's the part of Jason's, um, you know, first uh, speech that I enjoyed the most was the difference between, you know, a delusion of progress and making meaningful progress, you know, because a lot of times in the real estate industry and even in, in our business, we tick the boxes and it's like, okay, well, I've ticked the box, so I've done that job. Yeah. But, you know, like an, an unimportant job done well doesn't make it important. And so, you know, that that was, that was one of my favourites. And, I mean, the other thing too is that, you know, no one had ever heard of Jason Fox. So everyone thought I was a bit barking mad choosing someone that the real estate industry hadn't really heard of um, for our first event. And, um, you know, but, you know, Steve, you know me, I always like to do things a bit differently. And um, and I really liked that, you know, like he was calm and measured and metered and drew, drew everyone in to thinking about, well, is am I doing the right thing? And I mean, Funnily enough, when I got back from the event, I got back to an email from my real estate agent saying, um, your rent's increased and you've got you've got to sign a new lease within seven days or you're going to need to vacate. And I thought, hang on a second, I've just come back from this event where we're all sort of thinking, you know, um, the human touch is what matters and, and all of that sort of thing. And someone very wise once said to me, you know, if your head's on, if your head's on fire and your feet are in a bucket of ice that doesn't even out to a comfortable body temperature it's made us rethink you know where we're living and we might buy somewhere now but every time I look at the brands on the ads now I think oh, I don't know if I want to talk to them maybe that you should give them a free ticket to a lead agent <laughs> next year Steve what do you reckon that yeah they yeah, can do yeah. a bit of learning that's what I'm talking about. It's like the ticking the boxes. Like I've ticked the box to ask for the rent increase, but haven't thought about the knock-on effect of what's happening with the human at, at the other end of it. The other thing too, I, I don't know, had you, yourself, Steve, or not, I, mean, I hadn't spoken to the other crew, any of the crew that were there, but I hadn't heard of Maz either as as well as, as Dr. Fox. So, um, you know, I came along there, not that hadn't heard of any of those. I, the bios, funnily enough, were great. 
Yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's funny actually, um, Matt, because in my preparation for the event, I spoke to all of the, the four major coaches. I spoke to all of the sponsors as well, uh, because I wanted to really understand uh, what they were bringing to the two days and what yeah. was important to them and why they'd agreed to, to come along. And uh, I have to say that as I spoke to Dr. Fox and Maz and Nigel, who I hadn't seen for two or three years, and Scott, I just started getting more and more excited about, yeah, about the event because I was thinking this, this is going to be absolutely uh, tremendous. And I, and I go back to what I said right at the start of this podcast. I said to my wife, the only thing that will, um, will spoil this event is if ego takes over. And, and that's why I was so uh, delighted when we had that um, we had that sort of atmosphere and that feel of, of what the two days was about right from the beginning right to the end and even when we ran that session Sam right at the end in the, the last five ten minutes when we got everybody to get into that big circle because so you can imagine a circle of 160 people and everybody had to just we just went round one word how do you feel what's on your mind right now just one word and um, it was just such a great feeling to know that everybody felt so positive and so inspired by what elite retreat had achieved that was a brilliant way to finish it steve um i think because you know when you don't have time to think about a word you usually honestly get the 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 honest word i feel out of people when they just how you're feeling bang and there was not one negative word that came out of anyone. And our words like inspired, um, I'm just trying to think grateful, um, uh, fired up, you know, things like those type of words, which yeah. which I think, uh, you know, they're, they're real insightful when you see the types of words that were used. There was a couple of people used the word petrified. And, oh, I didn't uh, hear that one. <laughs> yeah, I was, well, I, I meant to. I meant to go up to them and say, "What do you mean by petrified?" So uh, uh, I'm not sure what they actually meant by that. But no, it was a, it was a great way to uh, close everything off. It might have been one of the ones sitting in uh, in uh, Scott's case study. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it could have been a lady in in Scott's case study. <laughs> anyway. Good. Elite Retreat will be back in Bali next year. So if you're thinking um, that this all sounds pretty good, uh, you'll have to find one of the people that, that came to get an invite. So um, you can have a look at the website at eliteagent.com forward slash Elite Retreat Bali. Um, but you'll need to get in touch and get an invite from from one of the guys that, that was there in 2022. Before we leave Elite Retreat completely, Matt, I just um, want to talk to you a little bit about your session at Elite Retreat because, I mean, you and I talked beforehand and, and I said to you, I think what would be really valuable is if you could talk to the guys a bit about um, changing market, you know, what sort of um, things are you talking to your agents about when it comes to, um, you know, going into listing presentations now about price and things like that because, you know, I've just I've been out there on on the trail for a week and it's quite yep. different now to what it was a few weeks ago. So, what is what are the sort of conversations you're having with your team right now? Absolutely. Well, first thing I shared with the group, which I think was important, is visibility from leaders needs to be the highest it's ever been in the next three to six months uh, coming through the spring. The uh, your agents need to know you're there and you care. 
um, I've turned up at the last three Saturdays um, to auctions just out with the agents randomly, just feeling like talking to their owners, getting a sense. Cause I want to know, I need to know what's happening um, in the market rather than just looking at the, the results. I need to see what people are saying, what buyers are saying. So um, in terms of pricing and, and things that I'm suggesting to our team, um, which I'm doing another training session again to bolster this on Tuesday around sitting down with the owners, looking at where the prices were three to six months ago, where they are now and where they potentially could be in six months. Let's see, most owners are only looking at the lens in front of them. They're not looking ahead and uh, they are looking a little bit behind because you want to see you know, that's the only thing you can really grasp on. Oh, well, that did sell for this. But we need to be showing our owners what potentially might be happening going forward. So that's a conversation where I've said to my agents, pick your top five potential owners that are coming on the market that might be sort of wondering what do I do and, and let's show them where the market was three months ago, where it is now and where it potentially might be if there's two more rate rises. So that's something we're doing very strongly. The other thing is we're taking buyers um, by the hand um, and, you know, luckily I've got some fa fabulous agents in our group who know how to do this anyway. They were doing it when it was booming, bringing the agents into the office, bringing them to cafes, sitting down with them saying, hey, I know the auction's on Saturday. Let me coach you around what I think's going to happen. Um, just rather than turning up and just winging it, knowing exactly, having the rapport with the buyer, um, you stand out when you do these things. The other thing is the face-to-face -face meetings with the owners. So I'm saying to all our team, you've got to be sitting in front of your owner, whether it's Zoom, if they're not in, in your market or in their lounge room a week before the auction, three days before the auction, or if it's for sale um, with an offer, you need to be going down with the offer on a contract, sitting down with them and showing them what was happening two months ago, what's happening now and what potentially is going to happen in two or three months. Now, we can't predict what's happening in two or three months, but what they're telling us is the interest rates are continuing to go up. Well, we've seen the effect of what's happened when they did go up and the media have done that to the marketplace. And if they continue to go up, we're going to see a, a further tightening of people's borrowing power. Um, so that, that's something I'm drilling into the team. And the big thing is to stay positive because like it's all right, you know, being top of the world when it's booming, but what makes the superstar agents is the agents that can handle every market. Um, people, you know, I did an interview on leadership um, some time back. And one of the things that people said to me, why do you think, um, you know, you are perceived as a leader and a, a leader that, that people want to follow. I said, well, I, the abilities of good leaders is the, the leaders that can handle every agent, manage all agents, the high performers, the middle performers, the low performers, the new stars. It's all right to easy when you're a leader and manage easy staff. That's not, it's the tough ones or the ones that want to give you a run is how, because that's where you really make yourself as if you're the ability to handle everyone. Like an agent has the ability to handle all markets. That sets, a, that means I've done my job as a leader where I've set them up for life. Boom, bust, doesn't matter what it is, high interest rates, low interest rates, um, high clearance rates, low clearance rates. That's a, an all round agent. Yeah. I think that tip that you just gave too, which you kind of zoomed over, but you know, I think it's super important is getting in front of people face to face Absolutely. because completely different conversation. And, you know, whether you love or hate the show, I remember, um, you know, in, in Lux Listing Sydney, Monica too, you know, she had a really great offer for a vendors and she said, 
I can't do this over the phone. I need to go and sit in front of them and work out why it is they don't want to accept it. And then, you know, the different emotions come out when you're face to face. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and your empathy and your, your emotion comes out very, because people, you don't know when you, when you ring somebody, they could, you know, have a kid grabbing at their leg on the phone and you, you don't know what's going on. Right. Yeah. When you're sitting in front of them, you can actually see their full attention, um, and I guess one of the things as leaders, what makes successful leaders, and I've, I've studied a lot of them, they have the conversations that nobody wants to have to staff when people say, I don't want to say that to them. That, that's what makes us the, the same as the agents. The agents, the successful agents have the conversations with owners and buyers that other agents won't have. And that's all, that's all I feel they do differently to the rest of the market. Yeah. They're transparent. They're blunt. They're, they're re- and a lot of people don't like what you say. I mean, I'm, I, you know, I haven't been as popular amongst my team, happy to note it, but later on when they come back and think about it, you become, they become your big, they're, they're your biggest fan after you've moved them from somewhere that, because sometimes they've never been told what they need to hear. Um, and that's same with owners, you know, didn't the previous agent tell you this? Oh, no, they didn't. Well, if they did, I'm going to tell you this, and I'd rather you sack me on the spot for telling you. They're the types of conversations I have with, I've got a lot of VIP clients I still look after too. So I, I need to make sure that if they're hiring me, they're hiring me to get the job done, not to, to make them feel good. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, I think Matt, uh, everything you just said was spot on. And I believe this is one of the most challenging times to be a leader. Yep. Um, you know, there's just so many dynamics happening out there that uh, leadership is not bloody easy. And it's particularly challenging right now. And, and I think that all the big companies across the world are investing in their leaders because they know that the next 12 months, the next 18 months will will be good, average or bad, depending on how the leaders perform. Totally agree, Steve. And, and what you said before, like with Sam, so that conference uh, elite retreat for me um, gave an insight as to some very high profile leaders. And I sat up next to a few of them on my table that own multiple offices um, that were there and they got large staff like we do. And I, it was good for me to talk to people like that and them ask me about it, what I'm doing and me ask them about what they're doing. And everyone's got the same challenges. That's why, Steve, what you said, leaving the ego at the door, um, the market's the, the market, everyone's in the same market. Um, it's not like I'm in a different one to someone else or someone else is in a different one to me. And I'm talking across the country because I've got agents across the country. Some of them have the property clock hasn't hit in WA yet or in, in Brisbane, it's still holding up, but Melbourne and Sydney, um, different markets now, all of a sudden Canberra's feeling it too. So it's great for me because I can help our other teams when their market's coming off, testing what I'm doing in other parts of the country. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very interesting. And I guess if I could just end on one piece of advice from you, Matt, um, I'd sort of, I had a bit of a giggle on Monday night about the difference between average agent and elite agent, um, you know, which um, which I think everyone mostly enjoyed. But what, are, you know, like if, if I was to say average agent, what are they saying to people in a listing presentation right now versus elite agent? What are they saying to people in a listing presentation right now? Elite agent asks questions and listens, you know, two ears, one mouth. Average agent talks 
and tries to sell and basically um, broadcast rather than tuning in. Um, so you have to be a big question asker if you're going to be a great listing, um, a great lister. It's eighty percent the owner of the property and twenty percent you. I often go in and don't even mention anything about our business or you're there. They, it's very easy. They just click your name and do a research and they research to come. They, they know they don't need to be sold to. I think a lot of agents feel they need to be sold to. Um, so I'm talking about things like just a quick snapshot, like Mr. and Mrs. Jones, thanks for having me over. Tell us about your plans. What time frame you're working on? Have you ever sold a property before? Tell us about the experience. Do you have any preconceived idea on what fees are co uh, uh, marketing costs? Do you have any preconceived ideas on what properties have been selling for in your area? Uh, have you seen anything sell relevant to yours? What made you buy the home? What's your favourite room? Um, what what? Tell me the positives around the street. People will talk for hours if you ask them about them. Tell us about you. What work do you do? What what does your partner do? How long have you been doing that? Where you're moving to? What's your favourite holiday destination? I haven't spoken about me yet. And 90% of the time, I don't because they don't care about me at the end of the day. And um, what did Maz say? Um, I've got to get that right how she said it, Steve. Is it? It's not my job to be interested in you, Matt, or interested in your business. It's your job to be interesting. There you go. So in a roundabout way, that's actually – there's the advice direct from Maz from a real estate listing presentation, Sam. <laughs> yeah, that's a quote that I'll um, that that I always remember too. And um, and Steve, finally, um, you know we, we're lucky to have you here because you're on a plane very shortly over to Thailand again. So tell us about this ride and and what you're up to next. Yeah, well, we leave on Sunday, so it's a smaller group. I think there's 20, 20 of us from um, the industry. We're going to cycle 500 kilometres. We'll finish off at one of the orphanages that uh, we've been supporting over the last three or four years. Um, we'll actually be delivering a cheque for a quarter of a million dollars, um, Sam. So that quarter of a million dollars is made up of the $110,000 that uh, we made from the Zoomathon and uh, a, a further 150000 that we've made from this bike ride. So uh, um, that's what we'll be presenting to the, the kids that uh, are in this orphanage. And, uh, you know, the industry have been phenomenal with uh, their support, really uh, leaned in hard. So, uh, yeah, the, the, only thing on, the only thing on my mind at the moment, Matt, is who I'm bunking with, who's going to be <laughs> my roommate, because are they going to be a snorer or <laughs> not? Because cycling 100 kilometres a day is one thing, but you've got to make sure that you get a good night's sleep. Get some of those earplugs, Steve-o, or yeah. No, I reckon. <laughs> I reckon. Steve, what you're doing is phenomenal. Um, you know, I, I, I just find it incredible. Um, you know, selfless giving time is probably one of the highest things you can do in your life. I haven't got there yet to be able to do that, but, um, you know, it's inspiring to watch what you're doing. Um, we'll, we're definitely behind you as, as a company as well. So I'll be watching, watching the threads and what you're doing, but um, yeah, just, the, you, you talked about it, Steve, about leaving the ego at the door. Like doing that is just a, one of the most unselfish things in life you can do to help 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 others. 
Yeah, no, look, I think, I mean, Peter Baines from Hands Across the Water summed it up beautifully, Matt, when he said, you know, you reach a point and, and I've probably reached that point and a lot of people reach that point when you, your career is okay, the car that you drive is okay, the home that you live in is okay, but deep down there's just something, you know, something missing. And, uh, you know, the one thing that the 100 uh, plus real estate professionals that have done the ride over the last three or four years always say is when they get back, um, it, it, you know, the ride, the experience just taps into something that money can't buy. So that's what it's all about. I can imagine it'd be life changing. Yeah, congratulations on that. Thanks, mate. And I guess um, there's still room for people to donate and support some of the riders. So, Steve, where can people go to support you? I'll send you the link, Sam, uh, because I haven't got it handy right now. But um, we've uh, we've done tremendously well. I mean, people like Laura Shooter, who uh, obviously her husband was at Elite Retreat. Yep. Uh, I mean, she she's absolutely smashed her her target. Uh, you know, Kate, Kate, Katie Ashton from uh, Real Estate Ballarat, who were at Elite Retreat as well. Um, who, who else? Ju- Julie, Julianne from Tim's Real Estate down in Adelaide. I don't know what it is, Matt, but I actually think females are better fundraisers than men, right? But that's another topic, another podcast. <laughs> females are better uh, at a lot of things. I'm <laughs> surrounded by them in a management team. I can tell you what, no shortage. I have been yeah. for... Yeah. 20 years real estate's one of the uh, the industries where they're the, i'd love to see a lot more of them and a lot more confidence around some of my best team um here female agents it's a pleasure working with them too yeah yeah and well they certainly they certainly uh have to think you know they get the bit between the teeth when they need yeah. to fundraise and, and and a shout out to all the female riders over the last three or four years done a tremendous so you've just, you've just put a challenge out to all the males right yeah. to link Lift. <laughs> lift the game. Lift the game. Buy a Peloton and start training. Yeah. And rather than taking your running to close off, but I just wanted to say to you, you do a lot of things behind the scenes for the industry and the way you and the lead agent um, create the image that's created amongst the industry is, is, is brilliant. I think it's the way you present, it's always transparent. Um, and I think it's, it, it's definitely like I've, I've really watched you, you and the team grow. And I, I know a lot of your team um, just to, was an absolute pleasure to be surrounded by them. Probably a friendliest bunch of people. Everyone came up and introduced themselves or your team Um you know, just, yeah, just wanted to shout that out. I know you're not looking to hear that, but, and that's why I'm mentioning it for that exact reason. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. We really appreciate that. And you know, the team, the team love you and love working with you. So, um, so long, long may that yep. continue. Wonderful. Absolutely. But I just want to, yeah, it is, it is kind of the run into the close off. You, you picked that well, Matt. Um, so could I have, um, well, first of all, I want to thank you both for joining me and thank you both for coming to Elite Retreat and all of your kind words today. If there was one piece of advice that I could, that we could leave the industry with from today's podcast, what would it be? Steve, I will start with you. I would say ego gets in the way of everything. Get rid of the ego and performance will get better. Amazing. And Matt? Mine is uh, you've just got to keep learning. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if you've been doing this for 10 years, 15, 20, 30, 40, um, you've got to keep going to 
things like Elite Retreat, the conferences, anything, even if it's just getting on YouTube and looking at content, you must learn. The, the market's changing. It'll keep changing. Industry's changing. The world's changing. Um, you've got to just stay on the on the pulse of, of everything, you know, so keep keep learning would be my piece of advice. Always be learning. It's great, great advice for all of us. Steve Carroll, Matt LaHood, thank you so much. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, Sam. See you, Steve. Good luck on the ride. Good on you. See ya. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Elevate podcast. With thanks to connectnow.com.au. Don't forget to get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast. Visit joinelitagent.com.